0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our exclusive rewatch and recovery. Not recovery, covering. That's the word I'm trying to look for. Although you can recover as you listen to these. Our third watch. This episode's already started off quite well, Ben. Uh, we're into the eighth episode of the first season. It is entitled History of the World. A good one here to talk to you today. And let's start off by saying that. My name is Ben, and, oh, good morning, legs. It's great the way that they climb up higher and
1: higher. Oh, man, man. How's everyone doing? I'm so excited to just do this episode. This is actually one of my favorite episodes that we're going to do. And as Bobby says, history of the world, there's no such thing as a more family. Good point. There really isn't.
0: Very much so. But uh, it's good to have you back here, Brandy, as we, as we always... Have been doing these episodes and yeah, it is a good episode. I enjoy this one. This is a, this is a good episode. And I mean, I guess in terms of myself, I'm Australian. I don't have Thanksgiving. Uh, I have experienced Thanksgiving in the US before, so I have kind of experienced a little bit around it. But, um, you know, I mean, there's, I guess obviously for yourself though, there's a lot of emotional connections in terms of the fact that Thanksgiving is a pretty darn big deal for you guys over there.
1: I was about to say, how, how are we even friends? Nah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: Wow. jeez. No,
1: no, no. <laughs> no, that I'm hurts. just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know, right? Not everyone hates me, no. um,
0: Everyone hates me, apparently.
1: Yes, it it but it's also a big deal because holidays in America can be very stressful for a lot of people, especially Thanksgiving. I mean, you, that's when, like, everyone comes in and you see people... You see family you don't want to see. You see family that are good people you want you want to see family that you want to see family you don't want to see. And it's a lot of, there could be a lot of drama. So it's emotional. It could be emotional like good and bad. So I'm excited to get into this episode because there's a scene that I can relate to. Hmm. And I was, yeah. And I think it's gonna be good because a lot of people can relate to this a scene. Yeah. This scene actually, it's a common.
0: Well, so it's interesting, kind of just how it's all spread out because. Um, yeah, we get, we get a, we get a whole lot in this episode. This is kind of, it's all over the place, but it's a good all over the place. It's not one of these ones where you can like, what the hell's going on? It's very well rounded, but we'll get straight into it by, uh, going straight into Carlos and Doc and going back to the line I just used. We get these women walking past Doc and Carlos and Carlos, you know, whoa, good morning, legs. <laughs> like, um, I, I like kind of this little exchange and you know carlos basically going on and doc sort of just playing it cool and what what does he what does carlos say when he's like oh you know you can do this you can do that you can put stockings on them and the like, way doc's like you can take stockings off and then like <laughs>
1: carlos is like oh was that you that just said that <laughs> i love it cuz like they're just like reading it in this paper i just love to see when doc and carlos are so random but in a good way like you know they don't usually open up like this and you see them I'm, like got a bonding <laughs> so I mean I do love this scene. I mean, I mean there's not much to it, but it's just cool. They're bonding. You know, instead of fighting, instead of like the whole "come on, grandpa, get up and fight me." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. It's yeah, I like sort of yeah the bonding scenes. I'm completely with you there. So it's uh, it's a nice little way to start off. But I guess we're kind of we're hearing a little bit about you know Doc and. Does he, you know, he's got eyes, he can still look, but obviously, you know, it's still been, um, you know, not too long since his wife died and he's still wearing the ring and kind of, you know, Carlos is sort of trying to question him about it, but then he's quickly like, you know, look, no, it's none of my business. It's
1: a babe magnet. Yeah. He calls it like, it's really a babe magnet. He's like, well, I don't want, it. he's like, I don't want to be a babe magnet Yeah,
0: yeah. Something. Exactly. I mean, this is kind of setting up, I mean, I think we get a little bit more in the next episode, but I mean, obviously kind of, as I've kept saying to people, you know, keep an eye out on the the tragedy that is Monty Parker in terms of just this slow demise into just how his life considerably gets worse. And you know, we hear a little bit more about kind of you know how he's dealt with the death of his wife in the next episode. But um, I like Doc in this episode. I like um, awkward Doc when it comes to you know trying to trying to get dates and things like that. So uh, we'll we'll get to that. We we like well, awkward Doc.
1: Now he's had to work too hard for dates. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's a pretty darn attractive man, old Michael Beach. So uh, I'm not saying he's old. I'm just saying in terms of just using that as a reference point.
1: But it's funny because, like, Michael Beach, I really thought he was going to be old, like, by the time, like, because I didn't look him up, like, for a long time. And then, like, I see, see his pictures now, and I'm like, wait, dang, he's such a great actor because you think he's, like, not 50, but he's older. It's the wisdom. He portrays so much wisdom in this character. It's, it's so amazing. Yeah.
0: No, I completely agree with you. Completely agree. Um, meanwhile, we, we cut to Bobby and Kim, who have got this drunk guy in the street. This old guy who's singing and it's just... I love this sequence. Um, I love the fact that this guy is like in the middle of a busy street and somehow no one does seem to hit him. And then the, the people who are watching on the street seem way too calm for this guy because like he's so close to getting hit. Uh, you know, Bobby has to go out and try and, uh, to rescue him. And I love Bobby, you know, nearly getting hit. Hey, I'm walking here! I'm walking here! <laughs> it's like what is that from Taxi Driver or something, isn't it? Robert De Niro. Um, am I thinking the right movie? No, it's Al Paco. I don't know. You, everyone knows what I'm talking about. I probably said the wrong movie, but anyway. Um, and then <laughs> there's basically this guy's on a car. He starts singing, and then he's just like. I'll come down if you sing with me. And he starts like, everybody come to the cabaret. Oh, that's so funny. And then I love how, like, uh, Bobby gets him down. Everyone's singing along. Like, you know, this is New York. Shouldn't everybody be like, me, 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 fuck you, fuck you. But no, they're just all happy to sing along with cabaret. Uh, And then obviously, kind of coming down to the fact that, you know, Bobby and Kim are having to work on Thanksgiving. And what does Kim say? Like, everyone gets to have a good time time except for us uh so i don't know if you want to add it to your, there's not a whole lot to this scene more so there's i don't have to say but it's I, fun
1: i just i would say i thought it was kind of weird because it was like everybody comes out and blue just start singing like where these people coming from but <laughs> their cars obviously but it's new york you think these people are like like you said fuck you get the fuck out of the street before i hit you <laughs> or like i ain't got time for this i gotta get to work but no so i mean it's an interesting scene but I think it makes a good opening. That's
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So after the credits, um, uh, <laughs> we get Bosco's on the phone. Bosco's having to work Thanksgiving, but Yokos gets it off. So is kind of the first time we get to see Bosco working solo. Uh, we get to a bit of sort of with the family in this episode, but, um, I like, so Bosco's trying to get what, like, where did you file this report or whatever? And Yokos is kind of saying it. And what does Yokos say about, like, oh, you still sleep with the night, the light on? And then the way, uh, Fred is like, how do you know that? How do you know that he still sleeps at the night on? She's like, same way I know. That's your third scotch. Uh, <laughs> Second scotch. Um, but, yeah, I, I like, uh, What is it was it Sully or Davis? They're like, oh, just checking up on Mummy. Can't go like a day without having her here. Uh, <laughs> so I can't remember what that is. But uh, And then obviously we cut sort of with Yocas and Fred. And this is really the first episode we get, isn't it, of like r- realising Fred's an alcoholic, essentially. Um <laughs> Yeah, and so this, this becomes a bit of a storyline, of course. But, um, you know, obviously Yokus' brother is coming with the wife and the kids and, and Fred really doesn't like him, so he needs to get drunk because that's the only way he can basically uh, handle it. So that's kind of setting that up and Bosco being by himself. Um, then we get a, a gym sequence. So uh, Carlos and Doc are in a gym because a woman's hurt herself. I Was, was it Doc or Carlos to say, like, why are people in the gym on Thanksgiving? Like, it's, I guess... Yeah, don't. he's like it's
1: weird. Doesn't feel right, and I agree with him. It doesn't. I mean, I was looking at this episode, and I was like, "Why are people in the gym on Thanksgiving?" I guess are you about to go home?
0: And- I was going to say, I guess, kind of like I mean, I know. I mean, Christmas to us is our big thing here. But like, I've worked in jobs before where you know you generally would work on Christmas Day if you could, and like I worked in I worked in a call center once and. Um, there were lots of people who would put their hand up to work on Christmas Day because I guess they didn't really have a family. So to them, it was just another day because they were getting paid. They were getting paid triple the amount they would on a normal day. So of course, you're going to take that offer. Yeah. So. There are, absolutely. I guess, people out there where these holidays really don't mean anything. I mean, for example, for me, like, Easter means absolutely nothing to me. I don't care about Easter. So, it's kind of, it's more of a hindrance and, to me when it comes to Easter time when there's so many, you know, things closed and all this sort of stuff. I, I, I'm the, I'm that angry guy. He's like, oh, fucking hell, Easter, like, such an inconvenience. Fourth
1: of July <laughs> and Easter, both don't really mean much to me. Well, there you go. I mean, Fourth of July and Easter, yeah. I mean, now... Being Amer- I don't know. They might get mad, but... I was going to say, like, <laughs> you know. I
0: mean, he's kind of excusable. But the 4th of July, you're just about to get kicked out of the country, aren't you, Brandy? Like, what's going
1: on there? <laughs> Don't so make me take you back to history, people. But my people, just kidding. <laughs> you want free. Know, Good
0: point. Good point. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um It's yeah, it's it's kind of obviously you know we get a bit of that in this episode when it comes to you know I mean life just moves on. I mean especially in New York, you know it's it's the city that never sleeps. So everything's still going to be open even the day. But uh, obviously we meet Brenda. She's hurt her ankle, um, but uh, Doc is there to help out because he's got the magic touch. Uh, you know, openly flirting with Doc. So. Uh, there you go. Uh, so we'll um we'll we'll learn a little bit more about that. Uh, so then we got Bobby and Kim, they're talking about their uh, Thanksgiving history, you know, Bobby obviously sort of talking about his family, everybody there, Kim talking about hers. It's interesting whenever you hear about sort of Bobby talking about his dad, because I mean that comes into play a little bit next season but uh, i kind of always try to just remember what he says in the next season about his dad because i mean there's a, an ongoing thing i feel with a lot of characters in this show where they're they've got dead big dads um you know i mean bobby kind of does uh Jokas sort of does bosco obviously does Um am I, am I missing anybody else uh davis sort of does i mean his dad isn't completely an
1: angel so you know and then this episode kind of Bosco mentions it, you know, and that's what, like I said, I love this episode because it touches on that as well. Yeah, you know? we I mean, this is one of the best episodes. Yeah, out of all, like the whole, I would say, out of the whole series, this is like one of the best episodes.
0: We learn, we learn a lot in terms of a lot of family background in this episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. completely agree. Um, we get Bosco. Meanwhile, oh, so I should say we eventually kind of Kim's hoping that well, it seems that the Jimmy will be standing, staying around, doesn't it? So. um we we kind of get a throwaway line there saying that uh, you know Jimmy's sticking around for Thanksgiving. They're gonna have a big Thanksgiving there at the firehouse. So uh, keep an eye on that. That'll come back into play very soon. Meanwhile, Bosco is uh, attending a missing girl on the street. And one of my favourite scenes in this episode is when you see Bosco walking up to the newsstand and the way he looks at those people dressed as pigs. Just the look on his face. <laughs> it's so funny. I just love that look on his face. If I could have a gif of just him doing that. Um, It's so funny. Um, But then, so yeah, there's a little girl. She's been missing this newsstand saying he doesn't speak English. Um, And then that lady who comes up and is kind of like, you know, why did you try speaking to her? Like, she's a little girl. (laughs) And the way Bosco's like, why did you mind your damn business? Um, <laughs> no, because clearly you can tell he's missing having Yoko's there. And can I just point out, we've got this band leader who comes in and puts his two cents worth in. I don't know if you're a Big Bang Theory fan, but anybody out there who's a Big Bang Theory fan would know that that's Stuart from the Big Bang Theory. Kevin Sussman, uh, in this tiny little role. So I kind of, as soon as I saw him on screen, I'm like, it's Stuart! Stuart from the Big Bang Theory! So, um, wait, is he? big now? Like, is he a big character on the Big Oh, yeah. Big Bang he's like, Theory? I mean, he's, I guess kind of over the, the run of the Big Bang Theory, he was kind of a minor character, but as he, each season plays along, he becomes more and more of a, you know, an ongoing character. So, uh, he's not one of the main sort of, you know, what are that to about six or seven characters, but he's definitely, you'd say, the main side character on the Big Bang Theory. So, uh, yeah.
1: That's still huge. It's pretty cool. I love, I love seeing that. Like, I don't know who he is or like, I have never seen the, the show Big Bang Theory. But I've heard it's good. People love it, but, um... It's cool to see that, like, because, like, Third Watch, like, we talked about this before, like, we see a lot of people who are just starting their careers, you know, getting guest spots on Third Watch, and, like, let you know that, like, they're huge later on, you know. So it's pretty cool.
0: There's plenty. There's plenty of these people that we can definitely point out in terms of who have become big, you know. We sort of say that a lot of the main people on Third Watch really haven't gone on to do stuff, but there's a lot of big-name people in Third Watch who really, I guess, weren't big at the time and now are a big deal. Uh, and, and also, we should—we never really mentioned it, but that Third Watch actually landed some pretty big stars in terms of cameos as well. You know, we're looking forward to people like Rosie O'Donnell's in this, uh, Helen Mirren, you know, Gene Simmons. Uh, you know, there's, uh, who's the other one? I've gone completely, like, who's Yoko's mom? She's a really famous actress. Mia Farrow, that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, so like.
1: Yeah. You- when she...
0: Yeah, Neil Long, of course, of course. Uh, Wycliffe Jean, you know, I mean, there's some big names yeah. in in this DMX. I hate
1: that now. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Not like for life, I just hate him. Yeah. I'm just, Eve.
0: Just... I'm just thinking of all these big name people who are in this show. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, we'll 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 cover these when it comes along, but... Uh, oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I just never thought I could hate someone inside a show, but outside a show, I love them a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, but anyway, so it's just kind of a nice little scene there with, um, with Bosco. Then we kind of, we go back to the firehouse uh, with Kim and Bobby, sort of have a bit of an argument about, um, you know, Kim saying it should be an automatic because she's got a kid. And then Bobby's kind of like, why do people with kids think they're the only one that counts? And Brandy, I'm probably going to piss you off the way I say this too, but that used to piss me off too when I worked in jobs. How like people with kids always got like preference for having days off. And I'd be like, come on. Just because I don't have a kid doesn't mean I don't have a family. So um, that I know you're a mother. You're gonna you're gonna be on Kim side there. So. Don't
1: don't because I get it. I do get it. I mean, I do like to look at both sides. I mean, as a mom, yeah. I mean, extra days off do help us because things happen to our things happen. You know, mm-hmm. that is our child. Like they get hurt at if they get hurt, they get sick or something. Like yeah, but at the same time, I get it that. um, you have families. You might. You should get some days off as well. But I mean, I get both sides. I get it. It's I do. I, it's yeah, we
0: won't get into that. But
1: uh, then, yeah. Up. But I mean, at one point, dads weren't getting. You know, even dads weren't getting True. time off. And now, now it's becoming a big thing here. I don't know over there, but it's becoming a big thing here. Where like dads are getting like maternity leave.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a thing here too. So, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely, definitely see that side of it too. Uh sort of through this though, Jimmy kind of comes in and uh, basically we get this sort of uh, argument between him and Kim who, you know, he's going to Atlantic City with some with the boys, you know he's not actually doing anything and kind of, you know, Kim's berating him but he's like, hey look, you know, I told you about this I told you I couldn't have him because, you know you can have him, I'll have him on New Year's Eve, you have him on Thanksgiving and, you know, Kim's kind of just like, well look you know, good to see you have your priorities straight so you can go pick up like a cocktail waitress in uh, Atlantic City while, you know, we're here and Again, it's kind of another one of these things where it's sort of like, look, you can see both sides of it. Like, Jimmy's clearly not just done this out of the blue. He's said to her, like, hey, I'm having this day off. Like, you know, don't go off at me. At the same time, though, he's kind of doing it really to just go and get drunk and get laid. He's, you know, could have easily taken Joey. So, again, it's kind of one of these things you can see both sides to it, really.
1: I can. I can. But Jimmy's kind of, I don't know. I don't know. He's a douche a little bit. <laughs> of Only because, like, spoiler alert, he doesn't go off. And no. he, does, he does, but then he's like, jo- Joey's like, mommy said you were going to be gone. He's like, well, mommy doesn't always know everything. And I just, I don't know why, but that pissed me off. I'm like, be a man and be like, you know what, Joey, I'm in a mistake. I'm here. Don't make his mom, don't make the mom look bad. Don't do that. Don't say that to your kid. But <laughs> Just pissed me off. Maybe I read into it. I read hey, into look, it too much. You
0: can, but- you can take it however you want to. That's the beauty of having different opinions. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, well, definitely. We um, I I mean, get a lot of the scenes here because like, we get... Davis is in the car. Sully is on the phone. Again, dating this episode that really they're on a payphone and not using a cell. But I love, I love impatient Davis. Beep, beep, beep. Come on. Come on. He's <laughs> basically like, where's the job? And it's like, no, I'm just bored here, man. I don't want to sit in the car. It's like, I'm talking to my sister in Florida. I love that scene
1: that scene I always love because
0: he's just like come on yeah come on on. I love how he beeps the horn Uh, but then we get this chase sequence so we see this guy who's sort of walking the car and obviously it's a guy called Cutler who they've talked about in Roll Call so it leads us on to a foot chase great camera work as we kind of chase through the streets up the stairs and just the way it is and it uh, leads Cutler into running into a building, into an apartment building. We see the door close, and all of a sudden we see a hand emerge with a gun. Starts shooting at Sully and Davis. A little old man nearly gets his head taken off in all this kind of commotion. The person who's shooting uh, then runs out of bullets. So Sully and Davis storm the apartment. There's another guy. It's not just Cutler. The gun's been thrown into the sink, and then both of them keep uh, accusing each other. So this kind of leads us in. Uh, he's in jail. This is Cutler. We don't know who the other guy is. Uh, He's sort yelling at Sally. I always run when I see you I'd run right now if I wasn't in this cell <laughs> Like Sally, just like going off at him and then, basically, Sully straight away says to the captain, you know, yeah, it was Cutler. He was shooting at us. You can tell Davis is obviously a little bit, uh, you know, not too sure. Because, again, as the viewer, we didn't see he was shooting at them either. So, it's kind of a case of, yeah. you know, Sully is 100% sure it's him because this Cutler guy is a bit of a dick. So, it's like, well, hey, cool. It doesn't bother me that if he goes to jail. Whereas, obviously, Davis is the new guy. He wants to... got the law background, of course. So, he's obviously wanting to make sure that things are are all sorted out, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that one coming up soon, we cut back to Bobby, Bobby is, uh, we get to meet Bobby's mum for the first time, yay, it's Mrs. Caffey, uh, and just, again, everybody keep an eye out for her, because this is not the same Mrs. Caffey we are in a few, all well, next season, so, <laughs> it's, um, let's change the actress, randomly, uh, he wants, he wants Maddie to come over for dinner, to, to their family house, and she just doesn't want to borrow but She doesn't want anything to do with it. We find out that Maddie stole money, wrote checks in the checkbook. Uh, but Bobby, being the nice boy that he is, still helps his mom, even though she's turning... It's, it's a sweet little scene, isn't it?
1: It is, it is. I love it. And he, even though she's like, no, he can't come over it. He's just like, Mom, give me back the bags. At first, she's like, give me back my bags, Bobby. I'm not <laughs> going to do what you ask. I don't want him over it. I love how Bobby, he's just like, Mom, just let me carry the bags. I understand. Yep. You know, it's a sweet Yep. you know because you know, we see him like he is a family man he actually get to see it be put into action you know finally and so it's pretty cool
0: yeah no definitely yeah. Um, he's just such a noc- can I just point out like see, Bobby's a nice guy like <laughs> I just you know, I feel we don't mention this enough Brandy like I mean you know we talk about Jimmy being a bit of a douche and you know Jimmy being so attractive can we just point out Bobby Cannavale, pretty darn look good-looking guy in his own right. He's a, he's a let's be honest, he's hot. Like I I don't swing that way, but I'd say it. Bobby Cannavale, hot dude. And, like, he's such a nice guy. So, like, I think it's... it's I don't think we've given this enough credit in terms of kind of Kim's situation. You know, it's such a good love triangle because you really have two sides of the spectrum. you got sexy Jimmy, who's a bit of a bad boy, you know, a bit of the you know the type of guy that, you know, girls like that. But then you got, you know, sexy Bobby, he's more of the nice guy, best friend guy, but he's still just and such this, a nice he, guy.
1: Nice not noticed as much, and that's true. Like, Jimmy's like the... He's a dude. She's hot, but <laughs> Bobby, I mean... Bobby's nice. He's too, He's kind of too nice. Like, too nice. Like when the guy was like, ah, like like whatever it was, he was just like punking him. He didn't do anything. I just wanted like to see Bobby kind of get like, I don't know, macho a little bit, but you didn't see any of that. He's just like, whatever, man, I don't care.
0: That's <laughs> why I feel I relate a lot to Bobby because like I'm often the guy who's just the friend, you know what I mean? It's kind of like I'm, I'm seen as this type of guy who just, Hasn't got that next level where you can go more than just being a friend, and so I've always related to Bobby just purely on that aspect. That you know, I know. Look, I've been in situations where I've had feelings for you know friends of mine, but they don't want anything to do with me because I'm just the friend. So it's kind of you know, I definitely have always felt a connection for Bobby with Kim, and not just because I wanted. I would happily be with Kim Raver, but um, yeah. <laughs>
1: have you told people like oh of course i "I get it okay okay because i was like here's my thing i always always get close to guys like like my brothers because i didn't have family growing up so i'm always like oh like my brother like eventually right yeah and then they get mad like you fit me in that that spot and i'm like well you never like came at me a different way i mean there's definitely
0: (laughs) been some that i've never revealed of course but i mean that's to certain situations the feelings aren't strong enough but i was also i guess a lot of my problem here too and we're really getting sidetracked here but a lot of my problem yeah And can i just start by saying this might start off by sounding i'm being offensive but like please hear me out i'm not being offensive um a lot of people assume i'm gay because i have a lot of gay friends so therefore i guess my mannerisms and the way i act a lot of people have always assumed i mean i've had people who have known me for for you know a long time and then i've all randomly started talking about an ex girlfriend or whatever or my girlfriend at the time and they're like wait hang on a minute you're not gay so i mean and i'm not offended by it in any ways. i i seriously wish i was gay believe me sometimes i really wish i was gay but uh it's just it's just interesting i think that's kind of a lot of the aspect too because you know
1: yeah, we can relate oh you know we're gonna be best friends i'm just kidding we can relate we might <laughs> be best friends because no i'm you know i told you like i'm not as girly girl right i'm tomboyish a little bit and people i'm like these. i have a shirt haircut because i wanted to do like do the military at one point mm-hmm. and after that I, if i didn't go in but i was like i love my hair shirt but ever since i cut my hair shirt and i'm tomboyish on top of that people assume i'm gay but then i'll talk about my exes Oh, I'm talking about a certain guy I'm talking to. They're like, oh, you're not. Like, I was on the bus one time, and I know we're getting off track. I'm just going to cover hey, this real quick. It's it the old really network. It always
0: happens. It's fun.
1: Yeah, it is. And you know what? This is what makes the episode fun because we, we, you know, people can relate to us. But I was on the bus, and this guy I know, he was like, so you, you only date girls? And I was like, I don't date girls at all. <laughs> he's like, oh, and well, why don't you hit me up? And I'm like, dude. And he's like, you should hit me up. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to hit you up now. You're so ignorant to think I was gay. You didn't mean like. <laughs> You could have... I'm like, why would I want to date you when I mean, you were on me because I was gay? You didn't even, like, try to... You just yeah. prejudged me right <laughs>
0: so... Yeah, no, it's uh, it's an interesting thing, society, and just, I guess, uh, implications, but uh, look, there it is. Uh, but, yeah, so Bobby, Bobby, nice guy. We like Bobby. Bobby's awesome. Anyway, we'll just... We'll, we'll cut back to nice moments as well right here because we get Carlos and Doc. They're uh, seeing a little old lady, little sweet little old lady, and completely speaks Spanish... And uh, I guess kind of where we're learning a little bit here, but she says some really big long thing to Carlos and uh, Doc asks, uh, you know, what did she say? He says nothing, but obviously just keep an eye on that. That will come back. Uh, Then, you know, another sort of random scene, sort of going back to what we're saying about how they were questioning why Jimmy's open on Thanksgiving. Well, this time around we get why is a strip club Open on Thanksgiving. I love Sally's line. Why not? Um, then, like, obviously, Sally kind of goes into details about how he likes working Thanksgiving. It's quiet. They used to be able to eat their and uh, eat their way from one end of the t- uh, city to the other, getting free food. And obviously, things have changed now because you get a free cup of coffee. You're on 60 Minutes the next night. Um, and then, sort of, this is the first time Davis really raises the question, isn't it? About uh, look, you know, are you definitely, so- you know, are you sure it was Cutler? Sally's so like, well, yeah, of course it was. What are you trying to say here? And at this point they uh get called back to the station, so we'll we'll touch on that uh but I guess I also cover here the um first bit with Jokus and and uh, his brother her brother and sort of Fred and um it's i mean look I, I i like this sequence like it's it's always fun to kind of see more of Fred and I always like Yokus's family scenes it's never anything there, but again, kind of just knowing the grand scheme of things like spoiler alert this is the only time you'll ever see yokus's brother <laughs> so like don't ever get attached to him if you like stanley uh you know we, we get to meet yokus's parents later on but uh yeah it's kind of this is it this is yokus's family cool doesn't like fred and it, it's it's interesting that you sort of also learn at this point they're clearly they're living in the same house that they grew up in as well so uh yeah just a few little interesting back bits of the story and Obviously, Fred, what does he say with a bottle of wine? Like, oh, this costs more than our car or whatever it is. So,
1: it's like a payment.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about kind of Yokos and her brother and a, this family scene. But, I mean, I, it works. I'm not saying it's wasted. I just kind of think it's it it's interesting.
1: It's different. I mean, I feel like it was just kind of a Thanksgiving background. That's it. Because, you know what? You do have people like that who try to show off. I mean, we have family members like that. Everyone does. I i'm assuming not everyone but some people do you know and i think it was just one of those labeled thanksgivings it's one of those like shows that's just trying to relate you know to everyone's thanksgiving yeah but i mean i will say this i thought her brother was a douche until like now that i watched it then i watched it today and i was like you know what i kind of get where he's coming from like i didn't think he was as mean or rude as he was because he was kind of on point with fred which we get to see more and more but I mean, at first it's so easy to judge him because he here he comes in with this fancy, you know, like wine and his wife. You know, they remind you of that that stuck-up middle-class people that you just don't want to talk to. Like not middle-class, but wealthy people you just don't want to talk to. Who just think they're too better, too better, too good for everyone, you know. But yeah, I mean, but like I said, we only see, like you said, we only see him one time. So hey,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> I, de- I definitely don't. You know, don't get it too angry there, Brandy. Again, it's <laughs> one episode. We're done. See you later, Stanley. <laughs> Um. I know.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess like, we can just really, I guess, tick off Yocas here now anyway, but just with the rest of how this all plays out, I mean, yeah, it just really leads to, uh, you know, Fred drunk and kind of, yeah, berating Stanley and then Stanley, yeah, questioning sort of, you know, saying like, oh, look, I thought you could have done better and so Yoko's standing up for herself which is, you know, good and I do like the, 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 their um their kid what, Yoko's nephew where he's like, mum, I think he's drunk <laughs> like- <laughs> I, know, I just love it I think he's
1: dr- I love it, you see, he's so
0: edgy he's like, mum, I think he's drunk yeah like- and then it's <laughs> like, oh, let's go look at Emily's room uh, which? Why do they say Emily's room? It's it's Emily and Charlie's room. It's the same room.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I will say this though. I will say you know, Yoko's is a cop though. Like her brother's an ass though. If he really thinks like she could have done. But, like she's a cop. Like what ha- what are you doing besides having money? What have you done with your life? Like so important. I mean, I don't know. Thing, I'm reading too much into it. No, I think I think, I, you're right. was- I think it's really
0: well done though with Chris Bauer that they they really like he he does really portray that, like, working class man, like, in terms of just, like, a lot of these shows when they've got this type of character will still go for somebody, and this sounds mean to Chris Bauer, but again, bear with me, they'll go for someone who's still very attractive but is still portraying that really rough-ended sort of person. Now, that's not me saying Chris Bauer isn't attractive. I personally don't find him attractive but hey if you do fantastic. Uh but it's, it's he he just portrays it very well. Yeah, he's your everyday man. You just really believe his character and you believe their family and I think it's um it's a credit to the casting there. I mean Chris Bauer is he does become a sort of part of the main cast there for a little bit and he's he's very much a recurring character. Um but yeah, big fan of Chris Bauer.
1: He's one of the people you like learn to love over time. Like you like, you, at first you're like, oh, I don't know about him, you know, like, he's not, like, you're not just, like, automatically, like, uh, what is the word? You're not just, you're not, like, glamorized by him. You're not just so into him right away, like Jimmy or Bobby, you know? But over time, you re- you get to, like, love him a little bit. Because you see how he treats Faith. You know, besides his flaws, you see that he's a really good husband, you know? He really cares about his wife and, you know, he takes care of the kids, you know? And over time, you get to love, like, you're like, oh, Fred, you know? Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, absolutely.
1: But, yeah, he's your everyday Those are your everyday couple, and I love it. And I feel like that's what makes your show good because you have your hot firefighters, but then you also have your everyday people. And you also get to see some of the flaws that some of the hot people have over time, you know? And, yeah.
0: And I definitely agree. And I think the casting, too, with this is, like, it it is very realistic in terms of, um, yeah, again, you've got your overly attractive people. But it's, like, it's also, um, you know, and this is no disrespect to Skip Sutterth or, you know, Molly Price, but, like, I guess they're more of your... Day to day looking people in terms of, you know, they 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 look more of a realistic people in the street. And again, I'm not saying in any way that Skip Sardis and Molly Price are not attractive, but they they definitely feel no, no, more absolutely. realistic. She is,
1: she is gorgeous. Oh, she but is I think, Molly Price you know, is beautiful. You also, gotta keep in mind that sometimes people also get dumbed down, like not dumbed down, but glam down, whatever it is. Like, and movie and to so look like your everyday person. You know?
0: Yeah. For sure. And Skip Sardis too. Skip Sardis is completely beautiful. I don't feel like I should single out Molly Price there. But um, anyway, I see, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean. It's kind of just how that is with the casting. Um, So that I mean, that's really covered off Yokus. And, and I, I do like the bit at the end there where um, sort of we get that scene with Yokus and Fred. And what does he say? Like, uh, I kicked his ass. Like about Johnny Walker or something like that. You kicked his ass. Yeah, I did.
1: Well, and just to talk about the marriage, you know, like since we're going to wrap it up, I do like how like, Faith is like, she finally is like, you know what, I'm married, my, that's my husband. And if you can't accept my husband, you're not accepting me in a way, you know, and we don't want you back here. But at the, at the end of the day, she's like, but Fred, I had enough with you. And I like how she lets him have it, but then she walks away, like she's like, I'm going to bed. But then she realizes, like, you know, but at the same time, her brother wasn't asked. He's, he's working hard. And she goes back, reaches out her hand, he grabs her hand. And I just love that moment. It's like, you know, like, at the end of the day, they have, they're, 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 they're a good couple. I love it. You know, they have their flaws. But, As all yeah. couples
0: do. Absolutely agree. Yeah. It uh, is very I well do. I love it. It was,
1: it, was, it was a very sweet, you know, yeah, wrap up to that.
0: Well, uh, keep an eye on it, though, because we definitely have a lot of uh, Fred alcohol so- coming coming your way very soon. Uh, sort of, again, more throwaway scenes in between hand, though. Like, we got Doc first time calling Brenda. Uh, is that kind of stalking? Because, like, unless unless she gave him his number, right? Like, they've, it looks like he's looking at the form. Like, you know, obviously, they've got to fill out a form in terms of, like, their details and everything like that. But unless he, like, actually... She gave him his number as a thing, like, hey, you should call me. Is that appropriate for them to, like... Did Does she? Or? I thought she did. I don't know, but I thought she did. I don't think we see it. I, I swear we don't, because it don't looks like he's looking at, like, a medical well, form. She was,
1: she was farting so much, though. I mean, let's just assume... That, because I don't think Doc would, like, go out the way to get her number out of the blue. He doesn't seem like that kind of person. I hope not. I just just
0: find, I just, I mean, maybe this is just me. Maybe this is why I'm just such a nice guy and I'm just the friend. But, like, you know, if I was at a business (laughs) and I've served, like, an attractive female who I felt was flirting with me and for some reason I had to get her customer details, like, for work purposes not for like a hey give me a call later purposes if i then turn around and like well okay here's an example for you a friend of mine who works in uh, works in the states she works for uh i'm just gonna say she works for walmart um and she was explaining to me the other day how she's had like about two or three guys who she's served who have then, like, obviously looked at her name tag. She has a very, I guess, unique name. She lives in a small town, so I guess it wouldn't be that hard to find her on Facebook. They've tracked her down, added her, and started talking to her. Now, she was flattered, but she also is like, look, it's a bit creepy. She also does have a boyfriend, so it's kind of like you know is is that stalkery or is that ballsy by the men? like if a guy's done that to you brandy are you thinking wow you've got some balls on you to do this like good on you or are you going dude you're a fucking creep don't message me
1: honestly (laughs) i don't know because that is creepy like if i didn't know this guy and he finds out where i'm at and he's just like hey you know then i think it's creepy but at the same time i mean like if I don't know, because I've had guys like that do that, but it wasn't as, I don't know, it's kind of, I kind of like knew, like, I knew them, I knew no, 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 I knew these, the guys that did it to me, like, I knew them from mutual friends, like, I knew them, didn't know, know them, I knew them through mutual friends, so I never had it, like, out of the blue, like, she had it, you know, so I can't really speak on that, I can't speak on more, like, because nowadays it's hard to, like, ask somebody, like, hey, I like you, like, I like you, can I have your number, it's it's kind of hard, because people be rejecting so hard nowadays, <laughs> it's not even funny, You know, and so people get shy and sometimes they feel like they got to kind of be bold and do something like that to just get noticed by someone, you know, and
0: I mean, I could see both ways. I guess you've got to look like Michael Beach to get away with it. If you look like me, I get a restraining order. If you look like Michael Beach, you get a wedding. So...
1: (laughs) And keep in mind, social media is like, kind of like, we always tell our kids to like not talk to strangers and then we we have social media now where we pair our kids' pictures on social media. We put up everything on social media. So, I mean, don't kind of... (laughs) <laughs> so Good, I don't point.
0: Know. Good point but yeah. Anyway that, That's still cute It's cute that we get talk, Sort of getting nervous And quickly uh, Hanging up on her uh, Meanwhile Back to uh, Back to Davis and, and Sully They're kind of Talking about things And you know um, we learnt that this Cutler guy has been involved in a in a murder him and his other friend they've killed a was it a Korean grocer or something like that um, and then so Davis kind of walks off and the cops are like hey look is your, is your partner cool and so I was like yeah he's, you know, he's cool we'll, we'll talk to him uh, meanwhile we get a really sort of random you know let's see Bobby and Kim on the job in a house, we've got, what well, like a diabetic kid, uh, is he diabetic? And he's, he's kind of having, um, a reaction and he gets violent against Bobby and then they save him. I mean, I guess this is just kind of one of those random, hey, let's see them in the field saving somebody job. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of a little random thing there to, uh, to have. Uh, meanwhile, they've, I do, actually, i just quickly say, I love Bobby when he turns to the parents and says, he's good, mum. He's okay, dad. Like, I like how he just kind of says that. Um, then we get sort of uh, Sully and Davis again. They keep getting called back to the precinct. They can't go out for five minutes before they call back to the precinct. Uh, we get Sully going off at of Davis. I like this. It's kind of the, the real first conflict, isn't it? I mean, we obviously had the first episode conflict, but this is kind of really different styles. Like, Sully, as much as he's hardened and old school and he's seen it all, he's still also, I guess, that aspect where he's like, he has no qualms about locking up a douchey guy who he doesn't know is the guy who shot at them. He doesn't. But, again... He's in he's and we learn sort of with this storyline too that he's of that nature that like your partners, you've got each other's back no matter what. And of course, Davis doesn't want to, you know, really go into this. And I guess we'll cover off Davis and, and Sully now too because I mean that's kind of really what it is from this point, isn't it? It's just kind of you know them really going over this whole storyline about whether or not you know Sully partners should stick together and and Davis kind of when they've got that confrontation in the locker room, which again great acted there by Skip and and Kobe. And I, I do love that line. Um, you know, when Davis is like, "Look, you know, you tell me. Did you see him? Did you 100% see him? And I'll 100% have your back." And Sally can't say it. So, and that also obviously leads then to um, Sally calling up Maggie and having that midnight rendezvous sandwich or whatever they're having, and kind of you know questioning about Ty. So, I don't know if there's a whole lot more really to add on that storyline. I mean, it's it's good. It's kind of it's good to see that conflict between the two. But I don't know if you have got anything else to add on all that. <laughs>
1: I would add to is the Bobby because you know we did you say we leave Bobby out a lot and I will say props to Bobby this is one thing I do like about him is like he's not hot-headed and like when a kid he was having issues I, all I'm gonna say is ouch for Bobby's back oh, yeah definitely. Him up, <laughs> him the wall. but you know even then he wasn't like oh, okay this is uh, like Bosco would have went off Jimmy would have went off you know and I will say Bobby he is calm I do like his calm demeanor he was just like hey your kid's gonna be okay mom like he did not hurt him in front of parents he was just like and he's he's okay. He's okay, mom. He's okay, dad. You know, and I will say that's why I do love about, about Bobby's character is that he's different. He is very calm in situations like that. You know. Yeah. But I still say she's the other guy. But yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so nothing nothing to add on the Davis and Sally storyline at all.
1: Not really. I mean, it was a good one. I mean, at first I thought Davis was in the wrong. I mean, when I first watched the show, I thought Davis was wrong. Like, yeah, that's your partner. Have his back no matter what. But now that you, the more you get older, you more, the more mature, I'm like, well, I get it. I do get where Davis is coming from. Like, why would you perjure yourself when you just started out, you know? And you don't want that on your conscience. Like, if you send an innocent guy to jail, I mean, you don't know, you know? And Davis doesn't know any of his history. He doesn't know how bad this dude is, you know? Well, it's so all he does. And so I, I get it now.
0: Yeah, definitely conflicting styles with how that goes about. Um... Just actually, before I get to this whole whole Bosco thing, because I want to kind of, I love, I love this Bosco situation. I just want to talk about this kind of for a bit. But, um, the, the one, just a, a couple of things that are just going back to, uh, Jokus and Fred. I do like the bit where, um, Fred's flying Charlie, you know, aeroplane, and it's like, they're all just kind of ganging up on him. I think I know how to play aeroplane with my, uh, my kid there. Just, I don't know, just a random little thing I've written here that I, that I do like, uh, with that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Bosco. I, I, this is, the thing that kind of, I like about this episode is kind of, you just, you get random Bosco. Like, you know, he's just, he's staring at people in pig suits and, you know, calling up Jokas and kind of all this sort of stuff. And then you sort of feel this is all you're going to get from, from Bosco. But then it kind of turns into this unique little situation. He gets called to this restaurant where, um, there's this family eating and there's one family member who's not happy. Um, and he's yelling at his, he's yelling at his family, you know, he's going off with them, and his family are just, let's be honest, they're a bunch of snooty little pricks. Um, and they're kind of really, what's this guy's name? What's the, the, the.
1: Lenny Leonard.
0: Lenny Leonard, yeah, that's right. I, I knew I sort of had it written there somewhere. Um, so he's going off, you know, basically that his family and then he learns out his dad's called the cops on him because, you know, he's just making a disturbance. They're all asking him to remove Leonard and Bosco's like, well, hey, how about you all leave? And then that bald guy, you know, you know, no, would you ask a stranger? Like, it's a good point. He does, mate. Like, you wouldn't ask a family to leave if it was a stranger. Um, but then this guy, then Lenny pulls a gun out uh, and even then his family are berating him. That's the smallest gun I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm so
1: i don't think Pisses me off. Oh, I mean- it's, it's
0: just interesting how it works out, and then like obviously it all ultimately leads to him holding them hostage. He shoots the the waiter, then they kind of all take him a little bit seriously. They're all still ripping shit into him by like going on about you know he'll screw this up, you know floor coverings and you know what's the other one the gardening business. Uh And then, you know you can clearly tell this is just going from bad to worse with this Leonard guy. He's not come into this you know planning to shoot somebody. He's just made a mistake and clearly you know pushed to it by his douche family. Um We kind of learn a bit about Bosco's family as we sort of mentioned before in terms of his history about saying, you know, my family wasn't the Brady Bunch, but it all ultimately ends peacefully. You know, Bosco makes him give give himself up. The family kind of leaves out there and doesn't want them to come and see him. But I mean, it's kind of that's that's sort of what I've covered there. I, I, I think we need to talk about this. So I just I've always enjoyed this because it's kind of. It's unique. I don't think I've ever seen something like this in another TV show before. It's kind of just, I guess, the, the quirky and interesting things that police have to come across, and it's very well acted. Again, it's very believable, this whole situation, that sort of, you know, one kid is turning on his entire family who are just a bunch of massive pricks to him. But, uh, yeah, it's I, I I do enjoy this sequence.
1: I don't really... I, I wouldn't say I enjoy it. To be honest, for me, I, be, I believe, like, a lot of people who have messed up families should watch this episode. Just because it's, I feel like they need to see this. I think, you know, Bosco, because I see this in real life. This is not just TV to me. Like, this scene right here. This is some real life family stuff. Like, I grew up as a foster family and I was adopted. But my adoption wasn't the best. My brothers resented me. And so I went through some stuff like this. Honest, truly. And I'm not going to go into detail, but, I mean, I feel for Lenny. You know, you got this family that's berating him. And then when he does something like this, they berate him. And it's, people don't realize there's some evil families out there. You know, especially if they haven't had the one themselves, they don't realize it's truly out there like that. And so this scene, to me, is more touching than enjoying for me, personally, you know I mean? I love that Bosco's like, <laughs> you know, when he's like, you know what, help the waiter out, I'm going to shoot you myself. Yeah. Because he's sick with this family. You know? This family is sick, you know, and it's truly, holidays like this, especially in America, like, or anywhere, can be like this, you know, it's hectic. Yeah. You know I I mean, this is one of the most touching, realistic shows, and this is one of the shows that I just want people to watch, you know, because, you know, suicide. In, I don't know about over there, but I know suicide is high during the holidays here, very high. You know, and I get it. I do get it, and so I mean, that's there's not really much I can say without going too much detail, but
0: yeah, look, it's it, is, it's it is confronting, and it's a good point you make, sort of like you know, people with I guess sort of um, you know bad family history, was kind of you know. I guess families with issues. I mean, it's very—it's it's kind of centered around a lot of that in this episode. Then, obviously, it ultimately comes full circle, sort of the way it ends. But um, yeah, it's—it's just—it's just unique. It's just kind of—it is a sort of, like, as I said, something I've never really seen in another show that they've done this. And yeah, you're right. You, you definitely feel for for Leonard in this whole I just situation. Give him a hug. Oh yeah,
1: I just want to give him a hug because, like, I would say I was Leonard. I didn't take my family hostage. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I was—I was Leonard in terms of, like I was. I was adopted. You know, I'm African-American. I was adopted into like a white family in the 90s. And there was a lot of racism in my household. I'll say that. And I just want to give him a hug because no one was there for me. Like, I was, I had a Bosco in my life when I was some of the stuff I went through because it's violent. It is so sad. So this scene, I love it because, I mean, Bosco doing that, the whole thing, I kind of take it like he's speaking to me sometimes because <laughs> it's just like, you know, I get it. I get it. And so, I like, I just... This is one of those episodes I just wish a lot of people can watch. It's one of those episodes I don't want people to miss, just because, especially if they grew up in that kind of family situation because I feel like Bosco's speech or that scene is very, like, healing for those who've literally really been through it, you know? And, um, yeah. It's a very good point. We could be healed.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. um, yeah, it's definitely. And I, I mean, it's... This is kind of one of these things that baffles me that this show really never got any, um... I guess, like, Emmy or Golden Globe kind of attention for acting.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: And uh, it just... Not even nominations. And it's kind of just always baffled me that you look at this. I mean, like, I love ER, and this is kind of, to me, on the same vein as ER. And, you know, constantly the actors were always getting nominated for awards, particularly sort of in the the 90s when ER was at its peak. But, I mean, it's like, I would definitely say this show holds a candle to ER in many aspects. And, um, you know, it's it's not just... I mean, we shouldn't say that they never know actors on this got nominated for any sort of awards it's just plenty of them got nominated for awards in other sort of i guess you'd say the minor acting awards but like you know golden globes emmys no nominations ever not even for like a best show best acting anything so um it did win an emmy it won a primetime emmy i believe it was for best sound editing or sound mixing but um yeah it's disappointing didn't get
1: the best didn't get the recognition that it should have and that's why i'm so happy we're doing this podcast because i feel like this show this show was, and I told you just over before I believe, like this show has was healing for me in my childhood. Like this, this when I was watching this show, I was going through like a rough time in my childhood. It was very different, and that's the only reason why I watched the show because it was so realistic. And then I started watching it with Sergeant Cruz, and man, I'm telling you, that season right there got me through so much when Sergeant Cruz came into the show. I was just like, yes, because I was like one of the first time I actually saw like a powerful female, especially on a show. That can kick ass, give me some power in real life, you know, like in my reality, you know, like you know what stand up for myself. And so Well I we'll,
0: mean Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely uh we'll we'll definitely see how that goes when we get to Sergeant Cruz. I mean, look, I'm, a, I'm as I keep saying, I'm a big Sergeant Cruise fan as well. But uh we'll touch on Cruz, we'll get to Cruz. I, I will say I do like the, the line that Pos- uh, that uh Leonard says when he goes, Do you think this is how it ha- uh, this is how it happened with the pilgrims? Or, or whatever he says, And the way goes, just like, yep.
1: <laughs> it, oh man i just yeah i do love that i love i think that was a good i think that was a good way to end it because i feel like you know I, I i truly don't believe this was like no coincidence i truly believe like this was episode i'm i have a feeling the cast went on to the set and when they did this scene they were like you know let's make this as realistic as it is for holidays you know and i feel like they added that on purpose just because it was so deep they had to add that last laugh like to lighten it up a little bit and yeah. i think that was just so well done Completely so good. well placed you know, and, oh, man, Lenny. I, I'm sure you can give him a hug, even though he's just a character. I just want to give him a hug. We'll,
0: we'll find the actor. We'll, we'll send you around to his house. and. um no,
1: good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Uh I'm just trying to see here who is the actor, if we've got him on this screen here. This Leonard's dad. Um, that doesn't help. Got Leonard, Matt Ross, that's who he is. Uh, hello, Matt Ross, if you're listening. Have you gone on to anything since Third Watch? You uh well you're in a tv show you're in silicon valley you've been in american horror Story. i watched american horror story who were you in that yeah, that's, that's interesting sure about
1: me. What? Yeah.
0: Okay. okay you've been in a few things here uh mr mr ross there you go interesting we'll have to keep an eye on you a little bit more of that um just other sort of scenes we got here i mean i didn't really mention before about uh we saw matt show up uh with bobby and bobby sort of told him that you know he can't go around to Uh, Thanksgiving with his parents but it doesn't matter because Maddie ends up showing up at the firehouse for a big family Thanksgiving there and so does Jimmy. There he is. Jimmy didn't go to Atlantic City to get laid by a cocktail waitress. He is there and ready to share it. This is kind of where we get that great line by, uh, you know, like what does Kim say about how sometimes I look at him and I think we're a real family Um, and the way Bobby kind of says look in the history of the world, there's no such thing as a normal family. So, um, it's a nice little scene there. I think that's kind of a... A good way of uh, putting it there we also get doc uh calling up brenda uh hangs up again but then we learn about star 69 uh and then going out for a date again if you're if you're into the brenda doc relationship don't get excited about it that's all we ever see we never see brenda again so <laughs> let's just assume they went on a bad date <laughs> so. and uh, we should also mention uh we got a bit of a scene with uh what was kim talking to carlos about um oh you know what did you do when you're growing up and kind of you know he's like oh which home i was in all these different foster homes and then he sort of mentions what the little old lady said about how you know her kids over in jersey didn't even want her around so we get this very little touching scene at the end where carlos shows up to a hospital bed and tries to share thanksgiving dinner with her uh and then kind of going back to it saying last episode wasn't it about random you know human carlos which again don't get too used to it so um yeah and that's this episode i don't know if you got anything to sort of add on kind of those last few scenes
1: this definitely touched my heart with Carlos. I got, I just got to say, I get where he's coming from. Because, like, someone who doesn't really have parents. I mean, I had, like, adopted, foster, foster parents. But didn't really ever have a mom. And so I get where Carlos I love this scene. It touches my heart. Like, I love it. Because, like, here comes this lady who doesn't have, like, her kids don't visit her, right? And Carlos is like, I get where he's coming from. Because he's like, you know, I never really had parents. I never really had family. And he goes to, this hosp- to the hospital room. And the lady doesn't remember him. But he's like, that's all right. And it's just touch because it's so, and it's quiet. Just no talk. He just offers her Thanksgiving. She's like, no gracias, you know, says no thank you. And um, Coach just sits there, and the TV's on, and it was just so wonderfully done. And you just feel it. Like, this is the one time you get to see how, like, in tune Coach is because he, later on, he's very selfish. You wouldn't think that Coach would do something like this, you know. And so, <laughs> I mean, because, like, one of the episodes is about compassion, and right here he is showing that. But then he has to go to class I don't know It's funny. It's interesting how they go about it.
0: It is definitely interesting. It is. It's yeah, definitely the compassion side of it. But um yeah, it's a nice way to end it. I mean it's it's a it's a good episode, as we said. It's uh I think maybe even from memory, is this our only Thanksgiving episode we ever get of Third Watch? I don't think there's really much emphasis on Thanksgiving moving forward. I know we get at least one Christmas style episode, but um I don't think we get any other Thanksgiving episodes moving forward. I could be wrong, though. I
1: don't think we do, to mm. be honest. I, don't, I think we get a few
0: Christmas ones. We at least get one... I'm pretty sure there might only be one Christmas, and that doesn't come to a lot later. Uh, season 5, I believe that is. But, um, yeah, it's it's... Hmm, I'm just thinking out loud. But uh look, we've we've discovered we've been wrong on a few things here as such big fans we are. But anyway, uh what are we doing with this episode, Brandy? Are we renting it, buying it, or
1: binning it? Buying it. Buying it. I'm I I'm I'm just buying it. Like this is an episode I buy for a lot of people, like for Thanksgiving if I could. What about you?
0: Yeah, I would agree. I, I think it's it's a very worthy episode. I mean again, I guess in the grand scheme of storyline for third watch it's not entirely important but i guess you'd also argue it is in a way because we you know sort of the backgrounds of of some of the characters people like bobby and bosco in terms of their family you know yokus with her family and setting up the fred storyline and then uh you know of course even with just the sally and davis the fact that they're not just all sunshines and rainbows is going to be conflict with their different policing styles and davis learning you know the right and wrong things to do so yeah i um i i'm with you i would buy this one so there you go. Alright. That is, uh, that is done and dusted. That is episode 8 of season 1, History of the World. So we're gonna move forward to season, uh, 1, episode 9. I was going to say season 9. We wish it went that long. Uh, episode 9 of season 1. It's called Modern Designs for Better Living. A very interesting episode, as always. We get, uh, Davis and a little... Now, this is this is going to be fun to talk about. Davis and a boy who, for some reason, we're meant to know, but I think there's definitely been a massive mistake in terms of editing with this. But anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, we, get, we get to meet Doc's father, and we get to meet a very large lady. I'll just leave it at that. Um, anything to add, kind of looking forward to our next episode at all? No. I
1: mean, it's going to be an interesting one, but I mean, I mean... I would say after this episode, the next one doesn't compare. I mean, I'm excited to get into it for sure, but not much until we get into it. I don't have anything to add right now.
0: All righty. Well, if you've got anything to add at home, you're listening as always. The Oz Network at com is the best way to get in touch with us. Of course, you can Facebook us, tweet us. You know the drill. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us some feedback. Rate us while you're there. We much appreciate the comments. And yeah, we're definitely uh, enjoying bringing you the coverage of Third Watch to you. But uh, we're going to close this out by saying my name is Ben, and I also believe that this is the way the Pilgrims listen to podcasts.
1: My name is Brandy, and you can also find me on Twitter if you want to ask me some questions about Third Watch as well. And again, like Bobby said, history of the world, there's no such thing as a number family. And hugs to those who are going through some things right now with your own family. I understand I've been through it. So hugs to you.
0: Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.